Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast helped you build your business story repertoire. Hi, I'm Sean Callahan, And I'm Mark Shank. And now that Sean and I have returned from our travels, we're getting stuck into some big projects around the office. And one of them is uh, making our story-powered sales program even better. So we're doing a major revamp of that along with yeah. a, a few other projects. Looking, uh, it's been great fun sort of working on that and sort of building it out. Absolutely. And particularly the emphasis of being uh, increasing the emphasis on pitching. And yes. so being able to pitch effectively using story is a, yeah, so it's so interesting just developing it. And we've been lucky to, uh, you know, help a number of companies just do those really big pitches for the for those big sales opportunities. Uh, I think one of the big lessons out of that is just helping them to uh, not jump to PowerPoint too quickly, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> just going from PowerPoint as a channel to the the people delivering as the channel, and PowerPoint just supporting your messages. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a small but big change. Yeah, exactly. So, Sean, your turn to uh, share the story this week. Yeah, no, last week, of course, we had a historical story, so I'm going to bring you another historical story. It actually starts out with um, in Oxford, uh, Oxford in the UK, and of course, there's in one of the many colleges there. There's one which is called New College. Now, New College is called New College because, you know, it is pretty new. It was, it was built in the 14th century. Oh, right. right. So that's, that's new. For, for them, it was very new. It's not the 13th century like many so, of the so other So is colleges. there an old college? No, but there's, you know, all the others, are, you know, uh, you know at, at colleges before the New College. Anyway, about 100 years ago, um, essentially one of the uh, building maintenance uh, folk were... Um, up in the main dining room, they have one of those grand dining rooms, a bit like uh, you sort of see out of Harry Potter. In fact, I think oh, right with been, the big high roofs, yeah, and the beams, beautiful and... oak beams in the ceiling, and you know the maintenance guy is up there. He's poking around uh, in those oak beams, and those oak beams are gigantic, right? They're like you know two foot by two foot in girth and and forty five can feet you, long. Can you do that in metric? No, not easily, not easily. <laughs> so about two a metre by a metre. <laughs> Two-thirds of a metre. Yeah, 10, 15 metres long. And, um, and as he's poking around, he, find, he discovers that the, the oak beams are just riddled with beetles. Right. And these beetles are just eating through these beams and essentially making the whole thing um, danger, unstable, right? So, you know, he does the report back to the, uh, the college council. There's a lot of... Uh, consternation you know like well how are we going to fix this where do you get beams that size you know here in in the uk and and they're sort of scratching their heads and um and eventually someone said uh maybe we should talk to the you know the the college forester oh they, they have a courage yeah they're them. all saying what we yeah yeah for, the forester do we have a forester you know anyway so they go and have a chat to the forester of course he's He's nowhere near the actual college. He's up north in the Midlands of the UK and and they rock up there and sort of say, look, we've got this problem with the beetles in the in the oak beams and and he's sort of going, well, we were kind of waiting for this this. Uh, yeah, we're this wondering call. when you're going to knock. We, yeah, when, wondering when you're going to call. And uh, of course, just as they established the college, they actually uh, established a. A, a wood, you know, uh, talk Winnie the Pooh type, uh, hundred acre wood uh, arrangement of of beautiful English oak, and uh, just ready for this exact moment. And of course, you know, the the, the council could breathe a, a sigh of relief, and they got it replaced. 
the question I have in my head though is, did they get ready for the next? Oh, did next, they plan the, the next, next... four hundred year issue uh-huh. that they face? But anyway, that's the the story of the new college oak beams. Oh, it's a very good story about planning and preparation. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's just one of those ones about long term thinking. Uh, yeah, clearly, it's it's got a kind of a narrow application in some way because you know with with the way things are done these days, it's very much just in time, right? But it's hard to have just in time four hundred year old trees. Yeah, it is kind of hard to ring up Amazon and say, "Could yeah. you get a drone to deliver a a, a, a ten meter?" Uh, uh, yeah, beam, beam of, exactly. Yeah. Whip it down. Yeah. So, um, but I think you know, in terms of just getting people thinking about that, it's it's um, it's a good story for it. But let's yeah. talk about but, what's what we like about. Yeah, it. what do we like about it? Well, the first thing that I like about it is uh, the surprise, right? That that they actually had the oak beams. Well, they had the oak trees. Yeah, ready so for they this very contingency. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and. At least back then, they no one decided through an efficiency uh, exercise to fire the forester <laughs> and sell off the uh, the hundred acre wood or whatever it was, uh, full of those uh, beautiful oak. Um, so I think which, you could, which easily you can imagine happening these days. Yeah, that's right, absolutely. But I mean, in terms of story, I mean, it's a nice short story. You know, yep. it, it doesn't. You don't have to really remember that much to tell that story. You know, you just have to remember. Uh, you know, new college. In fact, it's 14th century. Oak beams. Oak beams, beetles. That's about it. You know Forrester. I mean? Forrester. Yeah. And, you know, when you tell the story, I'm sort of mindful of trying to keep the whole Forrester thing as a little bit of a surprise. That's that's the unanticipated moment, isn't it? Yes. In that story. Yep. Um, the, oh, of course we've got the... You know, a whole bunch of those up there. I, I did like the imagery of the, the, you, the, the analogy with... Harry Potter. Right, right. Well, this is in our household. My daughter was absolutely, you know, crazy about everything Harry Potter. I must have lined up for every, you know, uh, version of that book part, probably the first one when no one even really knew about it. So it's it's something that's pretty well chiseled into my mind, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah, so a simple story. Yeah. How can we make that story even better? Mm. I think, um, let me think. Well, perhaps a few more details. Like, as you said, did they plant another plantation? Yeah, Did they right. pre- prepare for the next Actually, one? Actually, no, that's true. And it, what I'd love to know is things like, where is this wood? You know, I'm just making it up that it's somewhere in the north of England. I, I don't know. Um, I don't. It wasn't told in the version that I heard. So so that's their details. I think it's like anything. The, if you can add a few more details, you get increased credibility. But you don't want to do too many details because you overwhelm the listener. Yeah. Right, so uh, you got to get a bit of a balance there. Yep. But apart from that, I can't think of anything else I'd add to the story particularly. No. It's a simple I think, story. I think one of the good, the big strengths of that story is that it's simple. You add too many details, you make it complicated, and it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think because it's located in Oxford, right? You, you get all of the most people you know know about Oxford. They have an image in their mind about it. Um, many people have visited there, so it's it's something that gives you cachet around the story, you know, from the very get go. Yeah, people can relate to it yeah. straight away because exactly. cause we kind of, it's context we already know. Everyone, yeah. most people have heard of Oxford. Even yeah, whereas if, if you tell there. a story about Loughborough, 
You know, yeah. uh, it's just a bit hard to build that image from people. It is. It's like especially when I used to call it Loggerborough. <laughs> so, to the uh, to the great uh, laughter of of my English friends. Yeah. So I, I, when I was in the Air Force, I uh, had an exchange posting in the UK, and so I was a squadron commander at Royal Air Force Base Lynham, and my staff re- referred to um, a depot nearby, which was they they kept saying Bista. And I heard this many, many times, and I could never find Bista on the map <laughs> because it's actually spelled Bychester. Oh, right? right. And so I kept seeing Bychester, and I could never translate that thing I was seeing As into Bista. the pronunciation of Bista. Anyway. There you go. So there's obviously many traps over there for young trips players. And- now, in terms of where you'd use this story, I think, um, uh, you know, the main one for me is a sort of a, you know, long-term planning, you know, or at least I think that's just a simple idea of you got to be prepared. You know, in this case, they had a particular situation. You can't be prepared um, to replace the oak beams of your dining room unless you have more oak beams, right, which means trees, which means hundreds of years of growth, right? Now, that in, in, in construction terms, that doesn't happen, that often these days, I'm assuming. Yeah, because you don't need uh, 400 years to to grow a steel beam. You you just need a a few weeks uh, in a mill. So it is kind of different. Those natural materials give you that much longer strategic planning uh, horizon. Uh, But I do think there's a difference here using it for long-term planning because there are some long-term planning projects that people do where this story might be particularly useful. Um, Big infrastructure projects. Uh, new new cities, new suburbs. Uh, if you're building a rail, uh, uh, an airport or something, you do need to think long term. You need to think what's going to happen in the future. What do we need to be prepared for? How do we design that in? Yes, right. yeah, that's right. And what what sort of adaptability do we have for these things? You yeah. Know? And so. then the the other one is, as you said, the be prepared one. So we need. I could imagine a leader potentially using this story, saying, "Folks, we need to understand." Our business. What are the things that could bring us un- undone, like the oak beams? Yeah, right. And we need to make sure we've got the arrangements in place to be prepared for that sort of contingency. So go away and think about those things. Yeah, absolutely. Potentially use it for that. Yeah. Um, another one is just a, a knowledge management one, knowing who to ask. Yeah, right. Exactly. If someone hadn't thought of actually asking the forester and heading up north to knock on his door. Um, yeah, we'd have all sorts of problems. They would have to go to another plan B. Not too sure what that would be. Yeah. So, yeah, just that, that idea of, of how do you manage that knowledge because it's not everyday stuff, but when you need it, it's essential. Yeah, 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 that's good. Um, but that's all I've got in yeah, terms of I think business that's application. It. That's good. Well, let's give it a let's, let's give it a rating. rating. All right. What so, do you think? Mark? So, um, lots of positives about that story in that it's it's quite simple, easy yeah. to retell, but it it doesn't have great business. I, mean, I can't see much business application for it. So, I'm going to give it a six because of the business application side of it. Yep. Because the purpose of this podcast is to give people business stories they can use. Yeah. But I would say. If listeners have a different view, I would love to hear it. So I'm going to give it a six, but if you've got a different business application that you'd like to uh, share with us, we'd love to hear it. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, for me, it's a seven. It's a solid seven. You know that it's a story I can imagine. If someone, if I was having a conversation and someone just said uh, the trigger of um, yeah, well, we really have to have long term planning. As soon as someone said that, man, the uh, you know the oak beams of New College Oxford story would just pop in my head, and and you've got that opportunity then to decide whether you tell her or not. Well, as we found when we were doing the preparation for this, when we were just having a chat about that story, yes. we found that it did trigger a whole bunch of different metaphors and experiences and things that we talked about. Yes, so right. using it in that context that just shared could be really effective. Just long-term planning, share that story and go, let's just think about that in the con- context of our business. Yes. And in fact, even if you share that story and people don't agree with it as the analogy that's relevant, that's an... That's a great conversation to have because they'll sort of say, oh, no, 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 it's just in time now. And, you know, the, we have contracts that uh, sort of manage the blah, blah, blah. And, and you can sort of say, oh, what would be an example of that? And they go, oh, Formula One. And they tell a great Formula One story. Now you've got some really interesting perspectives around the, the thing that you're trying to get your head around, right? So that's how you bring new ideas. I think some of these stories grab people's attention, surprise them a little bit, and next thing you know, they're, they're coming up with a new way of, of, of solving a problem. Yeah? Yep. Fantastic. Rightio. Wonderful. Now, I suppose that we're, that's probably where we should wrap things up, eh, mate? I think that's a, that's a, a good place to wrap this one, and uh, we'll get back to uh, working on story-powered sales. And Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And of course, tune in next time where we'll have yeah another episode for you to help you put stories to work. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.